Rabosa, we are in Daflamid Gimel Amad Al. We're starting from Daflamid Beis, Amad Beis, four lines from the bottom, the third word from the end of the line, Tanarabanan. We learned Tanarabanan, we learned in Abraisa. Nashu uh, Avalav. Let's say from the Hadas, most of the leaves fell off, and you know it's from each base, in other words, each cluster. So that you had, with Rishtayabo Miut, and you have only, uh, 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 you have only minority, kosher, it's kosher. As long as the grade is still there. Now this is a very strange thing because the way that we're learning is that, that that each cluster is three. The majority fell off. So two of the three leaves in each cluster fell off. Why is it going to look braided? It's not going to look like it. Halguvakasha. This is a self-contradiction. It looks like. You said what that the majority of the leaves fell off. Two out of three fell off of every three. Kasha. You told me it's kasha. Then you told me as long as the braid is still there. Obviously the braid is not there. Came the nursery who trained. Uh, okay, since two out of every three fell off, how can you, how can you still have the way of looking braided? Amar Abaya says, I'll tell you how. It's found in this case. Okay, it's a case where it's a case where you had uh, you had what we call the the. The, now, Mitzrayim can either mean the border one or the one from Mitzrayim, from Egypt. In either case, what the, what the point is what, that they have a lot of leaves. Either it has a lot of leaves because it grows on the border unchallenged without any competition from other plants, so it grows lots and lots of leaves. Or, uh, 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 okay, and therefore, and, and therefore uh, so it's very successful, it has a lot. Okay, uh, uh, or, uh, or it's the Egyptian one, a certain species that had a lot of leaves. And the answer is what? Those ones have seven leaves for each base, okay? The E, not your Arba. So since the majority fell off, four out of every seven fell off, but still what? Pashalu Tlasi still had three left. So therefore, it's saying what? If the majority fell off, four out of the seven, it's fine. As long as you tell the braid there, still so you have three from each one. Well, so we hear from here from the fact that from the fact that that you explain it this way, you see what that the that the 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 hadas of the border or the hadas of Egypt, the Egyptian one, is kosher. I says pshita, obviously it's kosher. What's the problem? The says no. Maudetem, I might have thought. Since it has an accompanying name, we've had this before. Sometimes it's a Torah demands something, a certain thing. Well, it can't be the, 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 the Egyptian kind or the Syrian kind, because the Torah wanted the, the norm, not the special Syrian one or Egyptian one. So I would think maybe it's not good. Okay, Lumis Kasher, so I think it's not kosher. Kamashwalan lets me know that even though it's called the Egyptian one, for example, that it is still kosher. Gemara says, uh, 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 um, Gemara says, Hey, good point. Maybe it really shouldn't be kosher since it has an accompanying name. Maybe it's not really the species. Gemara says, The Torah said, because the Torah didn't say hadas. The Torah said, It's always the, the, the tree that's braided. Okay, in any case, so it doesn't really matter if it had the name, the Egyptian one, etc. Okay, Tanarabanan, we learned, Yavshu, we learned in the Baisa, Yavshu Abalab, if the majority of the leaves, uh, uh, became uh, became dry, and, I'm, and we're talking about here. And you had still, uh, I didn't say correctly. One second. Yeah, according to Rashi, we're talking here, where we had a lot of hadasim. The person had much more than three. 
Okay, he put, he put a bunch. They all became dry, but there were still three stalks of hadasim, three stems of hadasim, which, which, uh, which had three, three moist leaves. Let me read it again. You had lots of hadasim in the lulav. When they became dry, most of the leaves became dry, but there are three stems that have three, uh, each one has three moist leaves. Kosher, it's still kosher. That's the way Rashi reads it. There's other ways to read it. He said also that the three moist leaves has to be at the top. Okay, it can't just be in the middle. It has to be at the top because the whole point is it has to look nice. It has to be beautiful. Niktam Rosh, we said if the top of, of the hadas is lopped off, it's not it's not kosher. also tomorrow. I what happened if if the top was lopped off, but the this date like apatrubins. Grew, which is common by hadas, it grows out of it, so it's like covered. Kosher, then it'll be kosher. But by Rebbe the point Rebbe wasn't sure. He has this query. Niktam Rosh Yomtov. Let's say the top was lopped off on 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 the, on the day before Yomtov. Erev Yomtov. We also bought Tamra Yomtov, and the and the date the date like growth came out on Yomtov. What's the din? I don't know if it's kosher or not. Why is that? Because we have the following rule. When it comes to a carbon, let's say the carbon was a carbon, and then it was going to be a carbon, and then the, let's say the mizbeach became unfit. So now the carbon was disqualified. The rule is that the carbon can't be a kosher carbon after that. If it was disqualified, it remains disqualified forever. Once it's pushed off, it, be made, it, becomes, push, it becomes pushed off forever. So now I don't know, over here, what do, what do I say? Do I say here what? That once the hadas was pushed off, the top was lopped off. And then, and then oh, only, only when Yantav came in, did it, did, it, did it now become fit again? But maybe it was pushed off. What's it pushed off? It's pushed off forever. So I want to know. He says, I'm not sure. He says, Yeish, Dicho, Yetzel, Mitzvahs. But I say not only by Karbonus, but also by other Mitzvahs. Once something is pushed, is disqualified, it remains disqualified. Oh, lower. I don't say that. Once it's pushed off, I say once it's pushed off, it's pushed off, or not. I says, what you can solve it. We learned the following. So the question is, by other mitzvahs other than karbana, so we say once the thing is pushed off, then it remains pushed off. It can't get, and therefore what? If the date-like growth comes back on, on, on the Antif, it's not going to be good enough, okay? Because once it was pushed off, pushed off it remains pushed off because its, it's top was lopped off. So the Gemara says, listen, can't you solve it from here? From the fact that we learned in a Mishnah. When it comes to the blood, you have to cover the blood of a bird or an undomesticated animal after you shaft it. Kiso, what happens if in a skull? Let's say the person covered the blood with dirt, okay, but then for some reason became uncovered. Patim el he's, he's exempt, he doesn't have to cover it. He did the mint, so he doesn't have to cover it again. Kiso, but let's say he never covered it originally. He shafted it, and the wind blew, blew the dirt over the blood and it covered it. Chayev el and then afterwards, as you're going to see, if it became uncovered again, he's obligated to go back and do it. And he says, this was only, as I just explained it, I preempted, but he says to explain it, it's only talking about a case where he covered it, and then it became uncovered again, uh, and the wind covered it, pardon me, the wind covered it, the, the wind covered it, then it became uncovered, uh, and then it became uncovered, then he has to cover it again. Okay, but let's say, but if, the, but if the wind covered it, he doesn't have to go back and cover it again. Okay, but they went in the base medish when they analyzed, when they analyzed this Mishnah, they asked the following question. Okay, when you told me, uh, when you told me that the wind covered it, and then it became uncovered again, 
Amai Chayav Lecha says, why does he have to, why does he have to, why does he have to, why does he have to do it? What's the whole point? He says, hold the itche, since once it was pushed off, since the wind covered it and he was exempt from doing the mitzvah, the blood is already covered. So once it was pushed off, itche, why don't you say, we want you to say, it was really, once it was pushed off, it was pushed off. The mitzvah was, it became, the mitzvah became inoperable. So he doesn't have to, he doesn't become operable again. The wind covered it. He didn't, he didn't have to do the mitzvah covering the blood. So he never has to, why does he have to cover it after he becomes uncovered? Say, once he didn't have to, he never has to. Pushed off is pushed off. Papa, what Papa said, no, he says, Zosam, this teach to me, you're right. Ain't dicha, it's a mitzvah, must be what? So he says, he learns, you're right. Anachanami, I learned from here that what? That there's no pushing off when it comes to mitzvahs. So the answer is, so that's a very good point. So since Rav Papa learned from here that there's no pushing off by mitzvahs, the same thing. Why do you have a query? You should say the same thing over here. Even though with this, even though the hadas was disqualified by the top being lopped off, uh, 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 top being lopped off, since the date like protrusion grew out on Yantov, it's good enough. It, uh, we don't say once it was pushed off, it's pushed off forever. Because you see, when it came, we don't say when it came to the covering the blood, even though the wind covered it and the mitzvah was pushed off, when it became uncovered, the mitzvah came back again. So you don't say when the mitzvah pushed off, it's pushed off forever. So the same thing over here. It's not pushed off forever. It grows, the, the date like protrusion grows out, the growth grows out, and it's kosher. The Gemara says, no, you're making a mistake. Why? The Rav Papa Gufa Mibayalei. Okay, that's what Riyumi was asking. I'll tell you why Riyumi wasn't sure. Because he didn't know what Papa really said. He doesn't know if Rav Papa really learned absolutely from the Mishnah of covering the blood that mitzvahs are not pushed off. Or maybe he only learned, I'm going to say it outside, he only learned that mitzvahs are not pushed off because he's not sure. So he says mitzvahs are not pushed off. You learn from what? L'chumra. Okay, to be stringent. On the, on the stringent side, you have to say mitzvahs are not pushed off. But to say leniently, remember over there we're saying what? To, to be stringent, we're saying the mitzvahs are not pushed off. He has to cover the blood. In our case, if we're going to say what? If we're going to say that the, if we're going to say that the, that the, if we're going to say that the, uh, that the mitzvah uh, is not pushed off, we're going to be lenient and say that this is a kosher, this is a kosher hadas. Maybe to be lenient, they don't say mitzvahs are not pushed off. Maybe we have to say it. No, that right, Papa, maybe, maybe your Papa was only saying to be stringent. You have to say mitzvahs are not pushed off. But maybe the truth is mitzvahs, maybe, maybe we're still in doubt. Maybe mitzvahs are pushed off, in which case I can't use this hadas to fulfill my mitzvah on the doubt that maybe it's not kosher. Okay, the Gemara said, so that, now I'm just going to read that inside. That's the point. Rav Yirmiz was, was in doubt about, about Rav Papa himself. Did Rav Papa really learn absolutely? Did he learn simply? Did he learn clearly that what? That there's no pushing off by mitzvahs. Okay, below Shana Lakula makes no difference to, in a lenient way, like, our, like, like would be our case of the Hadas. Below Shana Lakula makes no, case, no difference if you're being stringent, like in the case of covering their blood. Maybe Rav Papa is really saying that the Tana of the Mishnah of the Tana of the Mishnah of covering the blood was in doubt. The Chumra I mean, and therefore what? He just said Lechumra to be stringent. He says, what? The mitzvah is not pushed off. Even though the wind covered it, if it becomes uncovered, you have to cover it again. Lakula, Lormina, but even the, that Tana would never say that, that to be lenient to say that once the Mishnah was pushed off by Adas, that it's not pushed off and, and it's going to be kosher when, it grow, when, the, when the date like growth grows in. Lormina, we don't say Lakula, we don't say that. They said, we're not sure. And the answer is Teku. And the Rav Yirmi's question, the answer is let it stand. We really don't know. Lema says the Gemara Katanoi. Let's say this uh, this question of whether there's pushing off by a mitzvah, not only by, not only by is permanent disqualification, not only by carbonus but also by mitzvahs. Let's say it was like this Tanoic argument, okay? Uh, 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 because we're going to see one second, okay? Uh, we remember we learned in the Mishnah that you cannot uh, cut up. We, we said if the berries are more numerous than the leaves on the hadas, then the hadas is not kosher. He said, we, we said, if you took the berries off, then, then it's kosher, it's fine, it's not a problem. Okay, it, it's fine. The only thing is, you shouldn't take them off on Yantav. So the Gemara said, the Gemara said we, learned, we learned in a brysa. 
what happens if he did cut, to cut him off on Yom Tov? Apostle, it's, it's disqualified. Okay, that's the Rebbe Rabbi Tzadok. Okay, and the, and the, and the rabbis say that it is kosher. Savruas in the base matters, they're saying, look, what's the argument now? We're going to have several possibilities. First, they, saw, they, they made this assumption. The Kuli Alma, everybody holds Lulavet Sarachet. Everybody holds what? You don't, need, you don't need to bind the Lulav, okay? So there's no, question of, there's no question of that, for example, if you say binding the lulav, and you, and you learn from sukkah, for example, that you, can't, that you have to do an actual positive action, and you can't, uh, and you can't become, let a mitzvah become, uh, ret, uh, become uh, so to speak, uh, on its own, uh, reflexively, to become, to become kosher. And it's just like, you can't make laws, I can't, I can't make the sukkah on kosher and then let it become kosher. So the same thing over here, I, have to, I can't let it become kosher. If I, say that, if I say that I don't need to bind it, I don't have a problem if I bound it, and then when the, when the berries came off, it retroactively became kosher, you know, so, or, or, or without an action, you know, without making the binding correctly. Since enough to bind it, there's no problem. Or I could even say what they said, okay, or even I could say what, and everybody holds what, that you do need binding. But even if I learn, it has to be bound, but I don't learn lulu from sukkah, so I don't say that just like by sukkah, you have to make it, and it can't, be, it can't become kosher, or something was already made with his own kosher. I don't say the same rule by binding, and even if I bind it, and then it subsequently becomes kosher, it's still fine, okay? I don't, I don't need to have bound it in, while it was kosher, and we, and we don't say that well, if I bind it on kosher, then it becomes kosher, it's no good, even that's good, okay? Okay, what I don't learn from, I don't learn the binding of the lula from the sukkah where it's written tasa. You shall make it. You have to make it. It can't be. It can't be something that you made on kosher and 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 and, and from something that was already made, it became kosher. Okay. Okay, we don't say, okay, by sukkah it says make it, and don't, not, from, not that it should become kosher from something that was made while it was unkosher. So now, if that's the truth, okay, that, that either way we're not going to have any problem of, of it already being made unkosher becoming kosher, my love. So what's the argument then? What's the pro- why could there be a problem? What's the problem of taking off the, he shouldn't have done it because he shouldn't have done the, the malacha of fixing of, of fixing the hadas on, on Yontav, okay, but why doesn't it become kosher? Okay, what's the problem? My love, isn't this the argument? Welcome, this is the argument. The man, the apostle, what? Rabbi Lazar, okay, Sobar, what does he hold? The one who says it's no good, okay, Rabbi, the man, the apostle, Sobar, the one, Rabbi Lazar, holds what? Armin and Yesh Dichay, it's a mitzvah, it must be what? Oh, he holds it, what? That the mitzvah is pushed off, and therefore what? And since he bound it up, when it was when it uh, when it was possible, uh, why? Because there were more berries than leaves, uh, and and now he called and he's calling this the, the he's making the lulav that he's doing for mitzvah, and it was no good. Once it was no good, okay, it remains no good. Uman demachshir, and the one who said it was good, the rabbis who say it's kosher. He doesn't know they don't hold it. You compare that we learned that that, that just like a carbon becomes pushed off, becomes pushed off forever. Also, by a mitzvah, becomes pushed off, pushed off forever. So, isn't that it? So, can't we say? So, you wanted to know what, what's the halacha? Don't, don't we know it clearly from this price? The uh, says, "Low." No, I don't know why. Because because uh, it's not true. Why? It's not true that you have to say that they're arguing about whether mitzvahs pushed off become pushed off forever. I can really say like this: the kuli mina and yesh mitzvah. I can say everybody agrees that we don't say like carbonus that when a mitzvah is pushed off, it remains pushed off forever. No, they, no really, the old wits and mitzvahs are not pushed off. The whole argument here is whether we learn lulav from sukkah. 
Mar, okay, Rabbi Lazar reads Sadak, who says that, that, that if you take off the bears, you don't know if it's not kosher. Sabar, what is the old Yafin and Lulav Misukkah? We learn Lulav from Sukkah. And just like Sukkah has to be made and not made unkosher and, let, and become kosher subsequently afterwards, also here, yeah, yeah, we learn by, 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 by making the Lulav, okay, when you, when you, you can't make it and have it become subsequently kosher. The whole thing needs to be bound. So when you bind it, Okay, you bind it, it has to be bound kosher. If you bind it unkosher and later it becomes kosher, you took the berries off, it's no good. That's who? That's the opinion. Of, that would be the opinion of Relazarate Sadak, Umar, and the rabbis who say that it's kosher. They say we don't learn lula from sukkah. It's only by lula that it has to be made kosher and not made unkosher and it subsequently becomes kosher. But by lula, you can even make it unkosher and let it become kosher subsequently. And therefore, you have no proof from here. That we've had this argument that that, the, that these rabbis were arguing about whether mitzvahs are pushed off permanently or not. Bibai say another possibility, another way to say it without without saying that the argument is whether mitzvahs are pushed off. I could say like this: It's like this. If we hold that what that, that a lulav needs to be bound, that's part of the mitzvah. And everybody also holds that we learn sukkah from lulav. So you have to bind it, and you have to bind it kosher. You can't bind it on kosher. Let it become kosher afterwards. We have to be like if I were to say like this: If we hold it. Everybody in the Bryce holds Lulav Tzarech Eget. That everybody holds what that you need to bind it. And everybody holds the Kuli, the Kuli Yama, pardon me. I'm, I'm sorry, I, just, I keep misreading, I apologize. If we hold that, that, that Lulav needs binding, then I'm going to say, If we hold Lulav needs binding, everybody agrees that what? That we learn Lulav from Sukkah and it has to be bound kosher, and you can't bind it on kosher and let it become kosher. And therefore, everyone would agree that if you took the berries off on Yantaf, it would be no good because if you have to bind it, you have to bind it right to start with, and you can't let it become good afterwards. And therefore, since it became good afterwards, it's no good. Okay, the only, the only thing is what? This is the argument. The argument here is what? Is whether a lulav actually, whether the mitzvah is that it has to be bound. Okay, in other words, according to the rabbis, a lulav, there's no mitzvah to bind the lulav. And therefore, what? It's not considered that you made it when it was on kosher when you bound it. You don't have to bind it. Okay, and therefore, what? Okay, uh, and, there, uh, and therefore, it wasn't pushed off. But according to Elezer, who said, who holds it, you have to bind it. So therefore, what? So he holds it when you bound it, you bound it when it wasn't kosher. And it's not going to help to make it kosher afterwards by pulling off the berries because you make it on kosher. You can't make it on kosher. Let it become kosher afterwards. I am, what's the whole argument? Sorry, I just misread. The Tanya, and the argument is really this argument, which we have learned before. The Tanya, where we've learned Lulav, Lulav, one opinion all is that a Lulav, Bain, Agur, Bain, Shannon, Agur, Akasha, a Lulav, whether it's bound or not, is kosher. Rabbi Yehuda, or Yehuda disagrees, Omer, and he says, Rabbi Yehuda says, Agur, Kasher, bound is kosher, ain't an Agur puzzle. Then what's not bound, it's not kosher. So that's the whole argument. Relazor, it's other calls that you have to bind the Lulav. And uh, and it was made. Uh, uh, you have to bind the lulav, uh, and it was made unkosher. Uh, and the rabbis told you don't have to bind the lulav, and it wasn't made unkosher. Okay, and it wasn't made unkosher. Now, my time at Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason Rabbi Yehuda? Why does Rabbi Yehuda hold that the lulav has to be bound? Where did it come from? He learns a word bridge. Because it says taking, taking, just like over here by the lulav, it says taking, it also says taking by, by the bundle of hyssop that we use to, to sprinkle, to put the blood 
on the lintel and the doorposts when we left Egypt. Ksivach, it's written here by the lulav, you should take for you on the first day. By putting the blood on the lintel and the doorposts, it says, you're going to take a bundle of hyssop. So just like over there, the taking is a bundle, it has to be bound together. Afkan also here by the lulav, it has to be bound together. Rabbana, what do the rabbis say? They never have, they don't have this tradition. Word bridges, Gezei Shabbos, are not made up on, on, on our own initiative. You have to have a tradition that those words are a bridge. You have a tradition those words are a bridge, then you can make the word bridge. But you don't have such a tradition, you don't serve you. So Rilazar had the tradition, and the rabbis did not. I. So now, okay, so therefore we couldn't prove any point from, the, from this price about why the mitzvahs are pushed off. Who's the author who taught this price that said, Lulav Mitzvah Ogdo? It's a mitzvah from the outset to, it's a mitzvah to bind the Lulav Lim Logdo, but if he didn't bind it, kosher. After the fact, it's kosher. That doesn't fit with anybody. He says, Mani, who is that? If it's Rabbi Yehuda, Kilogdo, I might kosher. If it's Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda holds it that you must bind the lulav. So he didn't bind it. Why is it kosher after the fact? If it's the rabbi's old, you don't have to bind it. My, 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 my mitzvah covered. What mitzvah is he doing? They said you don't have to bind it. You don't have to bind it. Why they say you have to bind it? Why they, why they say that it's a mitzvah to bind it? The answer is Laolam Rabbanan. He says, no, it is the rabbis. It's a mitzvah not because we learn from the Torah that you have to do, from the Torah, from the, from the, from, from the word bridge, like, 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 like Rabbi Huda did, but rather what? It's a mitzvah for an entirely different Since we learned the process, this is my God and I will beautify him, it means I'm going to make all, I'm going to, I'm going to make all the, beautiful, the mitzvahs beautiful. So you have a mitzvah. To make, it makes the lulav beautiful by binding it, but not because from the, from the primary law of lulav it has to be Bound. So therefore, it's a mitzvah to do, but he didn't do it. It's okay. You should have bought beautified, but he didn't beautify it. Okay. Now we learn further. Oshai and Avrubim. Okay. We learned. We, we, we learned if the if the berries were more than the than the leaves, then the das is possible. Amrav Chista. Okay. Davrezeh. Rabbeinu Agado. This thing, our great rabbi, Rav Amaro, he said it. And Hashem should should come to his aid. Uh, he did, okay, okay, because Rav, because Rav said something that we don't like. He said He says it's only if all the berries are in one place, okay, uh, uh, and and they have to be in one place and they have to be more than the leaves. But if the berries are in two three places, kosher, it's kosher. Um, uh, okay, uh, okay, even though the even though the berries are more than the leaves. So uh, so uh, 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 Amale, Rabba, uh, and so Rabba said to him, uh, uh, he said, tell, how could berries in two, three places be kosher? Berries in two, three places is like striped, it's or like blotchy, okay? And that's not considered beautiful. Apostles, by definition, not kosher. How can berries in two, three berries in two, three places? Because the berries are black. So it's like it's it's like it's black green, black green. It's like spotty. It's not nice. El Eidmar. So you have to read like this. That can't be what he said. When Rav Chista said something named Rav, it has to be this. Hachi Eidmar. This is what he said. When we learn that if the that, that if the berries are more than the are more than the leaves, that it's not kosher. Rav Chista. Rav Chista said. This thing was taught to us by Rav, our great Rabbi. Hashem should help him. Okay, Shkara. Uh, so he says, he says, Hashem uh, should help him. He said it's only when the when when the berries are black. But if the berries are green, 
Okay, then when they're green, it's just like tadas. We're kosher, it's kosher. The only the only problem was what when they're black, it, it's it's a problem because they have a different color. When they're green, it's fine. When I said before Hashem I, I, I said he made a mistake, and then I made a mistake. We we did attack it, but that's not that's. It's me. Hashem should help him. Amrav Papa Papa said adumos kishchoros. But Papa said red berries have the same rule as back blackberries, and the black, the red berries are also going to possible. Why? Because we see that red is a red, a red is considered a, a step is already a a, a a step towards black. And we don't say no. It's red is not a step red is not a step away from green. It's a step towards black. The Amrav Chizda, because we learn when it comes to a woman's menstrual blood, Haidam Shachar Adam. He said black blood black blood is really red. Al Shalacha, but it became it just it just went bad and became dark. So therefore, we see red is really the is really the the beginning of black. So therefore, red berries are already no good. Imiyatan. Uh, he says, if the if he if he lessened the berries, uh, kosher it's kosher. Okay, the matino emas. Now we have a question. When did he lessen those berries? If he lessened them before he bound them together, pshita. Okay, it's obviously kosher because it was never it was never it was never pushed off of the mitzvah. It must be what did he lessen them even after he after he bound them together. Okay, so then one second I said, Dichami Karu, Sikha, one second. So that's a case of, that's a case where it was no good from the outset. In other words, uh, in other words, when he originally bound them, it was already it, 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 it was more berries than more berries than leaves. So it was no good. And it was and from the outset it was no good. And you see that what? That 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 it became good when he took it off. So you see the what that we so from here we can learn Tisha Mina, we can learn at the very least, at least we can learn the minimum that something that was originally no good it, it became good afterwards, it's not pushed off. At least that much we don't we, we say we don't learn. Now let me explain myself. Up until now we haven't bothered to differentiate. But which you think which would be more likely to be no good? Something that was good and be, something was good and became and, uh, good and became not good uh, should be pushed off, or something that was never good. So the truth is, it's more likely that something that was never good should be not pushed off, right? Because it was it wasn't pushed off; it was always good. It was never really pushed off. Something was good and then was pushed off. It's called pushed off. So over here, maybe at least I can learn the minimum from here. I can learn that okay, I can't learn. Maybe I can't learn from here something that was good and not good is not pushed off. But I can learn something that was never good is not pushed off. Let me learn the minimum. And where it says no, uh, uh, okay, la'ola basa da agde. He says no. It's after. It's it's after. It's after it was bound. Okay, and therefore what? So then it really what? It was after it was. After it was bound. Okay. It was after it was bound, uh, but still, but, but still, we're not going to learn that put something that was never good is it becomes good. Why? Because Because he holds that binding is not really when it becomes eligible to the mitzvah. A binding is only making preparing it for the mitzvah. But it's only it's only designating. And mere designating is nothing. And therefore it's not really calling it the, the, the hadas of a mitzvah. And therefore uh, 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 and if it was and therefore uh, if it was if it was already more um, more berries than leaves, then it was never called pushed off. It never was pushed off at all. Okay, beforehand, well, it wasn't called pushed off. Only later, when Yonta comes in, is it going to be called pushed off? But it wasn't pushed off. So therefore, if he, if he took the berries off after he after he after he bound it, so he, he, it was never pushed off. Again, it's fine. 
Okay, okay, we learned in the Mishnah, he says, you're not allowed to take the berries off on Yantav. You can't lessen them on Yantav. He said, if you lessen the berries, so they're no longer the majority, more than the leaves, it's okay. He said, we don't, we don't push it off, we don't lessen on Yantav. I, however, we're locked on my. No, let's say the guy transgressed and he did take them off on Yantav. Okay, he shouldn't have done it. What's the din of that das? So we said, kosher, it's kosher. Why? Okay, now, now we have, we have we, uh, 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 it, because it's, that's what we learned here. It really sounds like don't do it, but if you did do it, it's going to be kosher. I now, what, what the, we have this question. The Ashra Amos, when did they become black? Remember, they start off green. Elam the Ashra Methmo, if they became black yesterday, so then it's an incredible thing. We're going to be dying from the mission that if you lessen them on Yontif, it's kosher. And it was from the outset, no good. Okay, yesterday, I could see a thing that was that was that was from, from the outset no good. At least let me learn the minimum that it was no good. Okay, I should, I should, uh, 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 that it's not pushed off. El alav. So how can I still be in, in doubt? Alav the ishcha must be what that it became black on yontav. Okay, on yontav, and that's much worse because it was good. It was green, and then no good it became black, and then we're going to take them off. Okay, near benidchu. So that's a case of what? Okay. You see what? The thing that was good and no good, uh, it, it becomes good again. That's incredible. Where it says low, it says, No, really, they were black from the outset. Okay? And you're right. You can, I, can, I can at least learn that what? That something that was from the outset, no good. I can learn from this Mishnah that what? That if something was no good from the outset, is going to be, is going to be, is, is go, it can, be, can become good again. But I can't learn But I can't learn the thing that was good and became no good can become good again. And I can't. So at least the minimum I can't learn. Like we said, I can say to you what that it became that it was no good before uh, before before Yantuv came in. So the minimum I can learn is what that something that was that was no good before it was ever eligible for the mitzvah and then becomes good can become good again. But something that was that was good and pushed off and becomes good again that I don't know. Says the Gemara, Tana Rabbanu, we learn, Eme Mati Biyontav, you're not allowed to lessen on Yontav. Mishum Reulazar, Rishimun Amru Mati. Reulazar, Rishimun said that you can, it really should be Reulazar, Rishimun. Okay, come on, okay, why? Okay, now, he said, how could Rabbi Reulazar say it's no good? He says, come and talk to him, Mata Biyontav. He's fixing something in Yontav. You're not allowed, you're not allowed to complete, uh, fix something in Yontav. Like, okay, that's, that's fixing it, that's like, that's fixing your utensil. You're not allowed to do it in Yontav. He says, Amr Abashi, Kagon, the answer is what? That he wasn't taking the berries off in order to make the hadas kosher. He was taking them off, let's say, to eat them. Rabbi Lezer Shimon, so Rabbi Lezer Shimon holds like his father. Like his father, Shimon said, a thing that you don't intend to do, and a subsequent action happens that's forbidden, it's, it's, it's permissible, it's not a problem. So here, the fact that he's, that he's fixing it, he's not intending to fix it, he's intending to eat it. And, and subsequently, it becomes kosher. That's an action you don't intend, you're allowed to do it. Aigmar says, get out of here. He says, Ba Bay Rabba Tambay Tabay. Abai Rabba both said, Mother Rishimba Bipsikration will almost work. But everyone agreed. we said that everyone that even Rabbi Shimon says an unintentional action is okay, is, is okay on Shabbos Yanta, but that's only where it's not absolutely gonna happen. Okay, so for example, if you if you drag a, a, a bench along the ground, okay, maybe it'll make a furrow, maybe it won't. Your intention is not to make a furrow, that you can do. Even if it made a furrow, it's not you didn't intend it. But over here, where it's absolutely gonna happen, there's no way to take the berries off and, and not to fix the hadas. Any, any action that's absolutely gonna happen, even Rabbi Shimon agrees that that's called intentional and it's forbidden. 
Okay, so the answer is, don't worry, it's still a case where it's not intentional. My skin, here's what we're talking about. This Leoshanachlisei has another kosher hadas. So since now he's taking off to eat it, even though you're, you're right, in one hand it's inevitable that this hadas is going to be fixed, but he doesn't need this hadas to do the mitzvah, he has hadas to do the mitzvah. So that's not called, it's inevitable, it's inevitably being fixed, it's still called not intentional. And here, even though Rishimon agrees by the inevitable, it's called intentional, this inevitable is not called intentional because it's not inevitable for, for anything, that he, anything that he needs. Okay, we learned in the Brisa. What happens if the if the if the bond of the of the of the of the lulav becomes uh, uh, taken out on yontif? What do you do? You're not allowed to tie knots on yontif. What you should do is so you should bind it the way we bind the bundle of of vegetables. What do you do? You just wrap it around and tuck it one end under the under the wrapping, but you don't make a knot. Ivan Mike says, "Why you have to do that? Why do it? You can do a better job." Why don't you, why don't you tie a bow? A bow is much more, a much better knot. Make a make a good a good bow, which is mutter. My says, "Hamani Rabbi Huda." He says, "Oh, you're right." So you know what? That price is according to Huda. My neighbor Shir, we also we also he like we learned in Shabbos because Rabbi Huda holds that a bow is a, is a true knot. A bow is also just like every other knot in the Torah. Hi, he says the, the Gemara. One second, you're going to tell me what? Uh, okay, he, he says if you tell me what, it tells me to bind it like a bundle of. Of vegetables, just tucking the end under. You tell me what the price is really. holds. You have to bind the lula properly. How can you bind it with 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 a little tucking under? You need a real binding. Okay, he holds. You have to from the Torah. You have to bind your lula. When it says hi tana the tana the brisa agrees with Rabbi Yehuda in one way that he holds what he agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that bows are also to make on Shabbos and Yantov. He disagrees with one and he holds okay you don't have to bind other lulav it's only a mitzvah and to make it beautiful and therefore what you can make it beautiful by just binding it and tucking it under and but and, but, but and you're not allowed to, and he agrees with you you're not allowed to make a bow. We'll call that a daf. Everyone have a wonderful day.